Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest product Twitter feed. At T. Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about the best place you should absolutely go for dinner tonight. Talking about Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Absolutely love going there, Terry. I know you love going there yes, as well. Uh, slowly smoked ribs, absolutely fantastic. They smoke their wings, smoke the meatloaf, smoke the corned beef, all of that. Uh, so terrific. Great non-barbecue items. Dave, the owner, listen, he had a life before barbecue. He had other restaurants. That's why, honestly, has the best chicken marsala in town. Other great non-barbecue options. Besides that, great sides. My daughter loves the mac and cheese there. There was a point where she only liked the orange stuff out of a box. When she says... That Smoking Dave's has the best mac and cheese in town. That is quite a compliment. So good on Dave for that. You could just go there for the desserts. You can find Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Travel up I-70, get off at 36, then go to Pecos. You can find them. Best barbecue in town. You know what? Maybe one of the best restaurants, period, in town. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Get some tonight for dinner. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, overall thoughts on the press conference today. Hey, Greg Penner was uh, thorough, measured, self-assured, confident, but not exactly compelling. Right. What about Rob Walton? Rob Walton is clearly going to be standing in the background as the owner of record and with the majority, vast majority of the money invested in it and will allow his, his son-in-law to run the team. Uh, this, according to Mike Kliss, he tweeted this out. Um, Walden is the principal owner of the team, and the rest are owners. So, if the Broncos wind up winning a Super Bowl, there is no doubt that Rob Walden will be up there. Mm-hmm. I am guessing uh, both Penners will be up there as well, but he is the principal owner of this team. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. I think that everybody said the right thing. I think that fans should be excited for sure. Um, but to your point, Greg Penner, um, uh, Kerry Penner and Rob Walton were all very measured. They all said the right things. I was hoping for a little bit more enthusiasm. I'll be honest with you, because I think there is a difference between saying we want to win as a franchise mm-hmm. and we really want to win. We want to continue Pat Boland's legacy. There is a tone behind it. We got that today. We got that today from Melody Hobson. We got that today from Condoleezza Rice. This is just a portion of what she said. She talked about how much she loved football because her dad loved football. Uh, She talked about (laughs) living in Denver and going to St. Mary's Academy and going to DU. She said, quote, I was part of the Orange Crush generation of Broncos fans. She talked about how much the tradition of the Broncos means so much to the community. Quote, the football team, like the Broncos, can be a source of unity, common purpose, and common pride 
and then went on to say, I cannot wait to be part of this community again. As for Melody Hobson, she was just as thoughtful in her remarks as well. It is such an honor and a privilege to be an owner of this remarkable organization. It really, it is overwhelming to even think about. The moment is humbling and it's historical. And yet, I feel at home. I'm very excited to be here. As someone once wrote, if you are going to exceed your wildest expectations, your wildest dreams, you have to start with some pretty wild dreams. And this is certainly in that category. A little later or earlier, she had touched on the idea that, that her and the players had overcome a lot in their lives. That was an interesting statement. Right. right. And, and so she feels this kinship with the players that way. Melody Hobson financially does just fine. Her husband, George <laughs> Lucas, does just fine. But to hear those words out of such a successful woman who has a resume that is as impressive as anybody sitting up on that dais, to her, this is a big deal. And I am not suggesting for one minute this is not a big deal for Rob Walton or Greg Penner or Mrs. Penner. Okay? I'm not suggesting that one bit. However, in some ways, for the amount of money that they have, this is just another acquisition. Mm -hmm. This is a business transaction. They want the team to win. They want the, they want the players to be part of the community. They want the franchise to be part of the community. But Melody Hobson does not have the money to buy a team. And quite frankly, Greg Penner doesn't have the money to buy the team. Acc according to what the latest mm -hmm. research is, Greg Penner is worth a lot of money, $817 million. Is that all? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And, you know, um, his wife is worth $5 billion. So they probably could Carrie have. Walton Carrie Walton Penner. She, she could have, she probably could have bought the team as well. Mm -hmm. But for Melody Hobson to be included in this, for Condoleezza Rice to be included in this, this is a huge deal for them. I'm not suggesting that, that the Penners and Rob, and Rob Walton aren't excited. But for Condoleezza Rice and Melody Hobson, this is a big deal to be asked and then to be a part of it. And I am guessing they don't have a huge stake in the team. If I had to guess, 5% maybe. If I had to guess, maybe. 1% is $460 million. I, I'm guessing they could probably find a way to scrape a couple I, of nickels together. Maybe it's 1%. Maybe it's 2%. Perhaps this almost sounds condescending, but I thought it was really cute. And I mean that in the highest possible description when she referred to Sir Lewis Hamilton as my chosen little brother. Right. Let's get to some nuts and bolts. I know that you were concerned that uh, maybe uh, Carrie and Greg might be a little meddling. Maybe Rob Walton would be a little meddling. Well, Greg Penner put that to rest. He will be the CEO of the team. They are looking to hire a team pre uh, president. Uh, the ownership group, he said, has no interest in making any football decisions on or off the field. He said, quote, we are big believers in empowering people. We are not going to be calling plays or drafting players. We will not be making football decisions. And you know what? I believe them. It's very, very reassuring, but I think that was going to be the, the conclusion we were going to draw all along. That they are, but it, it's reasonable to bring it up because there have been other ownerships and owners who have said all the right things 
early in their tenure. Not Jerry Jones. It, well, I've, Jerry Jones was was pr- pretty. Uh, it's a Lone Ranger operation here, folks. That's what Jerry Jones was saying. I'm the boss. Right. Yes, I'm the owner. I understand that he was. He's an exception. Right. Well, Davis. But there have been a, but there have been other owners who have said all the right things and at least uncomfortably inserted themselves in the process. But let me ask you, you have been around the NFL far longer than I have. Outside of Al Davis, Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones, how many owners can you remember that really wanted to be a major player in personnel decisions? Oh, I'd have to go back and look through it. And that's my point. And I'm sure you could look back. Yeah. And I'm sure you could find a small handful. My point is, if somebody popped into your head, you would know it immediately. I have been in a press room early in Robert Kraft's ownership of the Patriots in a, in a press room at training camp. I think it was Smithfield Road, Smithfield, Rhode Island, and have Robert Kraft come in and say, introduce himself. I was from the Sporting News. He said, how you how do you think we're going to do this year? He was wide eyed and enthusiastic. Right. Well, and I don't think he inserted himself in the decisions at the. Parcells was the coach at the time. What what you are hoping, what you are hoping, and I say this with all due respect to Pat Bowling because he evolved too. Yes, he did. He evolved too. But to me, outside of maybe Pat Bowling, I'm sure I'm missing a few, there are very few owners that have ever been better than Eddie DeBartolo Jr. Yeah. He came from a company, I believe it was in Ohio, maybe Youngstown, Ohio. His father started the company. Eddie DeBarlow Jr. went to San Francisco, I believe, having been to San Francisco very few times. He really didn't know what he was doing. He was the first one to say that. He made some mistakes early, and his players loved him. And let's hope that's what happens with Greg and Carrie Penner and Rob Walton. And she was very forthright. Carrie Penner was very forthright in saying, we are new to this. We are new to this. To the sports business. Is That's right. And it was the same thing with Eddie DeBartolo Jr. He was new to this. But the only way to truly, uh, for lack of a better phrase, the only way to truly make this your team and truly care about this team and the well-being of your players and your coaches and your staff is to be there. I don't think that Rob Walton, who lives in Phoenix, is going to be spending a lot of time in Denver. Greg Penner was asked about being the CEO of the team and also being the president of the board of directors for Walmart. Chairman. Chairman of the board uh, for Walmart. And he said, it really doesn't take a lot of time. He said, we have a CEO. Mm -hmm. That's that's the person who really does the work. Doug McMillan is the CEO of Walmart. So with that, he said, I will have the time. I have no doubt that Greg Penner will be there a lot. How much will Kerry Penner be there? I don't know. I think Condoleezza Rice will pop in every once in a while. Lewis Hamilton, when the season is over, will pop in every once in a while. Same with Melody Hobson. They don't live here. They don't live here. The Penners, I mean, Rob Walton has a couple of homes in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're in Denver, but I believe the Penners just bought I land in Cherry Hills. I think they have one here. I'm not sure. If the Penners are around the players, and they build a relationship with the players, then there is the possibility that they become the DeBartolos or Eddie DeBartolo. They become Pat Bolin. But it depends on how much you're around. Pat Bolin was around all the time. 
Eddie DeBartolo moved from Ohio, and he was criticized early in his career that he spent a lot of time in Ohio. But then he eventually moved out to San Francisco. I thought Carrie Penner was was very forthright, and she repeated the line she had, had brought up in that video that we saw yesterday about wanting the team to be the one to root for and cherish and that type of thing. Right. So she was very eloquent about that. But it was a line that she repeated. And that, that was the only real quarrel I had with the remarks made from the dais today is that they were in some ways repetitive of what had been said. In scripted. Scripted. Very scripted. Not a lot of emotion. The emotion today came out of the minority owners, which are Condoleezza Rice and Melody Hobson. I think the reason is they feel so honored and so privileged, yet they are so qualified as women, as forget about women, as human beings to be part of any ownership group. They were flattered to be asked to be a part of it and good for them. They have earned it. A former secretary of state is excited about being involved with the Bronx. Well, again, she grew up with the Orange Crush. Mm -hmm. Her dad wanted her to be a middle linebacker, but unfortunately that didn't work out. No, it didn't. But now, as she said, her dad would say to her today, her dad is no longer alive, and I'm paraphrasing here, she said at the press conference today, her dad would say to her today, that's great you finally have a real job. (laughs) Coming up after the break, Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider, MileHighSports.com joins us next to talk about training camp today. And one big thing that came out of training camp today, how much will Russell Wilson play in the preseason? We have news on that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook, at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for well over five years, whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life. I'm telling you, he's the best. He also does health insurance as well. And this is literally one-stop shopping when you work with Eric. And I can say this as as sincerely as I can, that he treats every client like they are his only client. Honest to goodness. Returns emails quickly. Returns phone calls quickly. He's the type of guy that makes you feel important. He checks in with you every year to make sure that you have the coverage that you need. Listen, all of us have worked with other insurance people in the past. They just let those things roll over. Every year rolls over. And the insurance person keeps collecting their money, collecting their money. Don't you want to work with somebody who checks in with you to make sure that you have what you need instead of taking you for granted? Give them a call today. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. 
The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our Broncos insider, Cody Work. You can get all of his terrific work on MileHighSports.com. He's also going to be starting a new radio show, an afternoon drive on Mile High Sports Radio. He's going to be taking our slot, four to six. He and Anilo Piro. I will be moving to mornings. Terry could not join me in the morning, so my new partner will be Fox 31's Bruce Hurdle every morning from 7 until 9. With that, Cody, how are you? Tell you what, I'm exhausted. Today was a very, very long day. There's a lot of stuff to be done. I had the opportunity to attend the uh, the Walton Penner family ownership group today as they were introduced to the media inside the team auditorium at the UC Health Training Center. And uh, got a lot of tidbits from there. Did a written piece that's now live at milehighsports.com. Uh, and you know what? There was this thing called practice today. It just seemed like a different day today, Eric. It was. But before we get into that, give me your overall thoughts on everybody speaking today at the ownership press conference. Well, you know, I thought that there were a lot of good points that were made, especially Melody Hobson. You know, for me, I'm a huge believer, a huge advocate for giving back to the community. I'm a huge advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's something that she mentioned specifically is something that is important to her and the ownership group going forward. And I know the Broncos do a lot of community involvement there. That's going to continue to be at the forefront there. But even more so, I, I like that uh, Greg Penner said that all football decisions will be dealt with by George Payton and his staff, which if you're Nathaniel Hackett, if you're George Payton, that's something you love to hear. No question. Uh, they will not be meddling unless they go against that word, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening at all. I mean, for them, you know, the, the process is there's not a lot of sports experience there. Condoleezza Rice has the most experience, probably on the sports side of things, sports knowledge uh, than anybody else at the table there right now. But for them, they said it's a learning process, and they're going to continue to operate the day-to-day from a business standpoint, but also learn a little bit more about the sports side along the way. Greg Penner now taking over as the CEO of the franchise. Joe Ellis stepping down will serve as an advisor for them this upcoming season. And Greg Penner will be looking for a team president at some point here in the near future. All right, let's talk about football, what happened on the field today at practice. Uh, 13th day of training camp. The final day of training camp is tomorrow when the Cowboys come to town. So the Broncos have a pretty much totally new coaching staff, new offensive system, new defensive system, new quarterback. And when Nathaniel Hackett was asked today, how much will Russell Wilson play in the preseason and the rest of his starters? He said, basically, it's not necessary if any of them play at all during the preseason. Were you surprised by that? No, I I wasn't. You know, I felt like if we're going back to last year, if the Broncos were in a situation where they needed clarity at quarterback, then yeah, I think that you see them play. But Russell Wilson's the clear-cut guy. And Nathaniel Hackett mentioned there is that risk-reward factor of it uh, when you play in the preseason. You know, you want to have some live fire against some opposing teams, but you don't want to risk maybe your star players getting hurt in the preseason and then potentially being out for the rest of the year. There's always the risk of that, whether you know whether it's the regular season, but it's not a risk that adds any value that's worth taking in the preseason. But various players, Garrett Bowles met with the media today and said that if asked to play, he'd be excited, he'd be happy to. Justin Simmons said if he was asked to play, he'd be excited, he'd be happy to, uh, because it's different than what you're getting at practice. He said you can't really assume you know, he says in practice you're assuming with everything you do you're doing a run by 
you're driving towards the sideline and you're going to force the guy out of bounds. He said, in the game, you can't assume. You have to actually do those things. So uh, you want to maybe get a little bit of football experience just to get it out of the way, might, even just a series. I would say one defensive series if you're the Broncos might uh, you know, suffice that. But I do think that uh, we will see at least one series from the starters at some point within these three preseason games. I would not be shocked if we only see one series out of the entire preseason for the starters. Well, the secondary and sensible part of that argument was I heard Hackett, uh, a cut from Hackett talking today, saying he was going to ask guys about it. Do you want to play? Do you think it would be good for you to play? And you you were talking there several times about guys who were saying, if asked, if asked. It sounds like there's going to be at least some discussion within the group about who, who really thinks they need to play or want to play, and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be be a uh, one-sided decision. Yeah, no, and I think that's good to be able to go to the players and say, you know, hey, how do you feel about playing here today? Uh, I guarantee you most of the players would like to at least play a series just to get that at football atmosphere inside of a stadium, being able to get, go against somebody else and to be able to just run your stuff and execute it, get that feel. We'll give you something to look forward to for that week one showdown on Monday Night Football against the Seattle Seahawks on the road. Uh, I'll be there for that game covering it in person, but uh, yeah, I'll be very intrigued to see what happens. Obviously, the game will be on Saturday at 7 o'clock p.m. at Power Field at Mile High. Uh, and there are a lot of questions. Will Russell Wilson play? I, I honestly will be shocked at this point if we do see much. We are signing with Cody Work, our Broncos insider. You can catch all of his work. He just posted a story on milehighsports.com. He's going to be taking over the afternoon drive slot here on Mile High Sports Radio, 4-6 to six with Anilo Piro. I will be moving to mornings with Fox 31's Bruce Hurdle. All of that starts on Monday. Uh, you and I talked about this privately. We'll keep this inside joke between us. I'm not going to make a statement, Cody, and ask you to react to it. So, right? You, you smell what I'm stepping in? Smell what I'm stepping in? Okay. I am going to make a statement here. If you disagree with me, let me know. But I'm leading to a broader point. Roquan Smith wants out of Chicago because he wants more money. CBS Sports had an article saying that they believe the Broncos would be number two potentially on that list. Feel free to disagree with me, but I'd like to move on unless you disagree. The Broncos, A, if they brought him in, could not afford him with Russell Wilson's new contract. I don't think they have the draft capital to, to, to give up anyway in order to get him. I think he, I, I'm sure George Payton could call. I don't think he's coming here. But the reason I'm bringing up trades is this is for this reason. Matt Lombardo, longtime NFL reporter, is reporting that the Broncos might make a trade and could have interest in trading for Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager. Am I pronouncing his last name correctly? Yes. Okay. He has not had a good couple years in Philadelphia. I don't know if he's being used correctly. They will not have to give up a first-round pick for him. Do you think that is a possibility? Is that something George should look into? With the injury to Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler still has not been consistent on the field. Uh, for your first part, Roquan Smith not in the works there. They can't do it financially. Not to mention you mentioned Russell Wilson's contract right. extension that will need to happen. Not to mention Draymond Jones potentially Bradley Chubb. There's right. more press needs, and the Broncos have had every opportunity in free agency since George Payton has been here to add a linebacker at the position in free agency. They have not done so. Right. And as good as a player as Roquan Smith is, Denver is comfortable right now with Josie Jewell right. and Jonas Griffith. 
going forward. Cost-effective, but also they believe they're very good players. To your second point, Jalen Rager, to my understanding, there is no validity to this right now. However, I think the price might change. Should there be? I guess my question is, should there be interest? Because right now, when you're depending on Kendall Hinton in practice, that doesn't make me feel good. I'm sorry. All due respect to Kendall Hinton. At quarterback or wide receiver? Uh, more wide receiver, but as a fourth quarterback option, possibly. Yes. Um, I, I, I don't know at this point. I think that the Broncos are actually looking at other teams' rosters right now. They're going to wait for waiver wires to clear on some potential moves through the first three weeks of preseason before I think they ever consider making a move. Now, then again, we could see the Broncos use a player to get a player, depending on the situation, so I would not rule that out. But from what I know at this point in time, the Broncos not deeply interested in trading right now for Jalen Rager. One thing I do know, George Payton does not let anything out of the building. So this was a little bit of a surprise to hear that as a rumor because a lot of other people were like, eh, I don't think this is true. And things can become self-fulfilling prophecies sometimes. The information gets out there. and they go, oh, oh, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. So what, do we, what, what can we find out about the offensive line in the, in the practice tomorrow with the Cowboys? Well, you get to go against, you know, the first-team offense. We're going to go against a first-team defense for the Cowboys, who we know is very aggressive, and, and they're trying to go through their whole process defensively with Dan Quinn on executing certain things. We won't see too much from them in the preseason in terms of how they want to execute certain stunts. A lot of, a lot of the blitz packages will be generic, but in the practice, everything is kind of full go, except the rule, you can't touch the quarterback. Um, I think it'll be good for the Broncos because they're going to go against a different defensive front that they haven't been going against all summer. And they also will go against the defensive unit that doesn't know their calls. Garrett Bowles had said it a little bit earlier. The defense knows their slide protection calls right now. So when they go and they line up and they call something out, the defense adjusts to it. They know what kind of play or what protection's coming. And so they kind of have a little bit of a cheat sheet. You get, I think, a little bit more of a valid look against the Cowboys. I know for me tomorrow, that's one thing I'm really looking forward to seeing is how that first-team offensive line does against that Dallas Cowboys first-team defensive line led by Micah Parsons. We only have about 45 seconds left. Terry and I talked about this yesterday. Make no mistake about it, I love Pat Sertan. It's a position of need specifically in this division or really in the conference because of all the great quarterbacks. And Sertan, I think, has a chance to be a star. Would you agree real quick? You you believe he has? Okay. With that, Micah Parsons, who's going to be coming in town tomorrow, there were teams that took him off their board because of his personal problems at Penn State, and I'm not going to get into all of them because I don't have another two hours for the show. (laughs) With that, we have seen a clean first year from Micah Parsons. If he is clean, for lack of a better phrase, for the rest of his career, and you can redraft all over again, would you take Parsons over Sertan? No, I wouldn't. Really? No. Dude's a game wrecker. He is. He is, but also at the same time, we've seen it with the Cowboys. They give up a lot through the air because they don't have a very good secondary outside of Trayvon Diggs. Great great at taking the football away, but gives up as many yards as he gets takeaways. It's a good point. God, you're good. We've got Eric outvoted two to one. <laughs> That's a good one. You know what? I, I, I didn't think Dan, of it that Danny way. Danny agrees with us, too. You know, you should, Nolan agrees with us, too. I was on too. the fence, but... You should, you should bring that knowledge to afternoon drive because, quite frankly... I am not cutting it. I mean, Terry is, but I am not. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at uh, Broncos-Cowboys practice. A um, Kind of like a, a remake of the 1977 Super Bowl. 
uh, minus Golden Richards. Right. And, and Craig Morton having a terrible game. There we go. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for your time, pal. Talk to you soon. Appreciate you guys. Just a quick note, it is at 11 tomorrow is when practice begins a little bit later than normal. So just to let you know. All right. Thanks, pal. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, Broncos introduced their owners today. Uh, and there were a couple of questions asked to Greg Penner, who is going to be the CEO of the team, about a new stadium, a potential contract for Russell Wilson. Will John Elway be involved? Will Peyton Manning be involved? We'll let you know what he said next. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. I was having a, a mischievous thought here about the ownership. I'm going to ask you a TV question. Okay. The first game, all five of them are, all all six of them are in the owner's box. Well, will Lewis Hamilton's season be done? I don't know. Let's see. Let's, for the sake of arguments, we get, we're, we're at a game where he's able to come. Okay. Six of them. You're a, you're the uh, CBS producer. Mm-hmm. They tell you, well, you can interview one of the, you can interview the owner, one of the owners, one of the representatives for two minutes between the first and second quarter, mm-hmm. something like that. And they say, they try to put uh, Greg Penner on you. You say, no, wait a minute. Condoleezza Rice is over there. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to Condoleezza Rice. Right. That will go through Broncos and media relations. You think that you think the question, the demand will be, can't we talk to Condoleezza Rice? Well, listen, if she's on the field pregame and somebody wants to talk to her, that's one thing. But if they want to do an interview, that would go through Broncos. First of all, um, they would not go directly to her. They would go to yeah. They would understood. go to Broncos media relations. Understood. But don't you think the the prioritization, the uh, the priority, and the uh, the uh, the level of interest in them would be Sir Lewis Hamilton would be a fascinating interview too. No question. But we're sa- we're standing here talking about Greg Penner just checking off the boxes and being uh, very good at it. But he wouldn't be a sexy a sexy interview when I. Network television. Broadcast. I think the goal for the Broncos is to make sure everybody knows that Greg Penner is the CEO of the team. He is the spokesman for the team. He is the mouthpiece mm-hmm. for the team. And I believe Broncos PR will push that and say he, he is the one who speaks for everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, maybe they do want Condoleezza Rice to talk. There's cachet there, right? You would like you would like the entire country to know that Condoleezza Rice is part of the ownership group. And also grew up a Bronco fan and could be kind of uh, giddy about that like she was at the news conference today. Game one, I th- game one, I believe it would be Greg Penner. Down the road, if they've interviewed a bunch of, if they've interviewed, let's say it's game 10, mm-hmm. and they've talked to Penner once or twice, then, may- then maybe it would be Condoleezza Rice or Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. if he's at a game. But the Broncos want to control the narrative, and they want everybody to know who the CEO is, who the spokesman is for the team. Or it would be Rob Walton. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't think they would supersede the other two. Now, Rice is sitting over there. That'd be my argument. And and if I'm Barco's PR, this is who you have. We run our franchise mm-hmm. the way we want to. Doesn't mean I can't ask. You can ask, and you could also. There's nothing wrong with asking. The worst you can get is no, and the answer would be no. We want to have this person be our spokesman, mm-hmm. spokesman because he is the CEO of the team. Now, if he's been interviewed numerous times, then yes, maybe it would be Condoleezza Rice or Lewis Hamilton. And has, said, fir- and has said 11 times where we're going to wait. It's not appropriate to talk about Russell Wilson's contract now, and we have a 10-year stadium lease. Right. Uh, speaking of Russell Wilson's contract, speaking of will uh, John Elway be involved at all? Will Peyton Manning be involved? Will the Broncos get a new stadium? Uh, boy, Greg Penner did a brilliant job of <laughs> deflecting everything. Uh, well done, Greg. Well done. Yeah, he did. And he really emphasized the part about the 10-year lease and, and their relationship with the Metropolitan Stadium District. We, A bunch of us in the media were sitting at the, at the practice today, and the optics were very interesting. I am not suggesting the ownership group did not talk to John Elway because I know that they did, or I'm guessing that they did. But on the south side of the field, you had the five owners and Peyton Manning talking for at least 15 to 20 minutes. And then halfway across the field was John Elway watching practice. I think he's been at practice almost every single day. Yeah, he had. And and kind of the running joke was, maybe at least with me, that you know Peyton would pull a checkbook out of his back pocket and say, will this do? So I could be a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh but you would love to be a fly on the wall yes. uh, to hear what that conversation was like. But you could see that Peyton Manning was holding court. Is there room for both John Elway and Peyton Manning in the organization, even if it's a ceremonial role? And I think we, the answer is probably yes. Peyton it, Manning has zero interest in a ceremonial role. John Elway would, though. He might. Yep. Well, he already kind of, had, he's more of an emeritus type guy. He already has a role on the team because I think George Payton still bounces ideas off of him. Yeah, which is smart. Right. I would agree. I believe that Peyton Manning wants to own a team someday. He has no interest in being an Even ambassador. after seeing $4.65 billion is the price of one? Yes. How would he would have to raise the money? He would have. Well, Omaha Productions is just getting going. Not four point six five billion. No, I agree with I agree with you on that. But he would like to be part of an ownership group. I didn't say he could be the majority owner, and I, I don't know how much money the Manning family is making from their Caesars endorsement, mm-hmm. right? But I think eventually the Manning family would probably like to own a team, and I think that you know Peyton Manning would like to run the team. Well, you you've been aware, you've been around, and we know all know the NFL prefers principal owners. In I, fact, demands it. There has to be a principal owner. Uh, no, I would agree with that. And you have to own, I believe, at least 35% of so the team. So Peyton Manning would, have, would not be that guy. I don't know. I don't know where his finance... Listen, he's, a, he's in his 40s. Yeah. I don't know what his financial net worth is going to be in 20 years. He does do plenty of endorsements. He does have his own production company. He has a lot of different things going on. I don't know if he can make that type of money. But I'll tell you this... I'll tell you this. Did you ever think Byron Allen, the comedian, no. would ever no, be wealthy yeah. enough to buy a team? No, Because he is, right? right. And we'll, and if Peyton Manning puts his mind to it and says, I need to find enough money to buy a team, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets it done. It's all downhill since cut that meat. Yeah. 
What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? Uh, from the F1 website, it looks like Lewis Hamilton will be racing through the third week in November. Oh. So hopefully he'll be in the in the building for the home stretch of the season and some playoff games. I think it'd be fascinating to meet him and talk to him. Yeah. You can ask the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. You should. Yeah. Can I talk to him? Yeah. Can I go for a ride with him? Oh, yeah. I, I, th- I think you would poop in your pants Probably. if you went in a car like that. What do we have coming up? Big win for the Rockies last night and more history for Shohei Otani. What is his latest accomplishment? That's on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. The time has come to be gone. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, Rockies clobbered the Cardinals last night 16-5. to was this uh, just a letdown game after St. Louis swept the Yankees in a three-game series, or is the big win something that the uh, hometown team can be proud of? It was really a highlight of the season. I think it'll be right up there when we look back. We were in the car. The weirdest thing about it is Helen and I were in the car, and we turned on the radio. Jared Polis was doing the play-by-play on KOA, yep. and he said the score was 12 to nothing. And, and you thought, I thought he the was, governor got the, wrong, got the wrong score, right? Yeah. But it turned out that he was right. I, I understand the World Series is seven games, and unless it's the Dodgers, this was the Rocky Super Bowl last night. And, and Nolan Arenado having an error before a home run. I well, know that upset Andrew pretty, but well, pretty, it, it was also Cardinals Day, Cardinals Night, as they honored Yadier Molina mm-hmm. and Albert Pujols. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't the Yankees. Maybe the Cardinals got swept up in the emotion of the Rockies honoring those guys. They just couldn't concentrate. What was the count on the red flag versus Rockies fans? Say it again? What percentage of the crowd was Cardinals fans? I don't know. Uh, but I do know Ryan McMahon hit a home run for the ages. 495 feet? That was something spectacular. For the type of season he has had, at least he has a highlight now in his highlight reel because it has been a disappointing season for him. Just in case you missed it, we'll keep it on the diamond. Shohei Otani joins Babe Ruth as the only players in MLB history to have at least 10 home runs and 10 wins in the same season. Bullet Rogan and Ed Ryle of the Negro Leagues also accomplished the feat, but they were not MLB players. Uh, Otani now has 157 strikeouts thrown when hitting 25 home runs. That's the most all-time and second in a season is Otani last year with 156 strikeouts and 25 plus home runs, 
third on the list. Back in 1919, Babe Ruth had 30 strikeouts when he had uh, 25 home runs. So, will Otani ever be in the conversation of greatest baseball player of all time, or is he more of a unicorn than a goat? He's 28 years old, so there's uh, there's a lot of time left to, to mount his statistics, even to push them up even into the, farther into the stratosphere. You know, some of the measure is of, of a guy who's pitched and got at least 10 home runs. He's got 25. I mean, this is it's an amazing run. I would say, yes, he's going to get in the conversation if he isn't now. And by that, I don't mean he will be the greatest player of all time, but he certainly deserves to be in the conversation. I understand it's a different era. I get it. It's a different era. But let me just give you three numbers to sum it all up. Is Babe Ruth again? Sum it up for Babe Ruth. For starters, he had a 342 batting average. A 342 batting average for a power hitter, those two don't jive. 342 batting average. We certainly know about his home runs, right? You know them off the top of your head, Terry? I'm guessing you do because you probably went to one of those games. <laughs> Stop it. 714 home runs. I, I went to the game where he hit his 713. Oh, I thought you went to the game at Wrigley where he called the shot. You know what his career ERA was? 2.28. Hit 342, a 2.28 earned run average, and 714 home runs. There will never be a baseball player like Babe Ruth. It will never be close. Well, and I'll ever, also... ever, ever. And to put this into perspective for you, Walter Johnson back in the day was considered the greatest pitcher of his generation. His career ERA was 2.17. Babe Ruth was 2.28. Well, I'll agree with you on this. It's a different era, but uh, you also have to judge players within their own eras. I'm always, I've been adamant about that. So it isn't necessarily direct comparison. It's comparison, the player and his era. Babe Ruth was one of the top 10 pitchers of his era. And by far and away, the greatest hitter of his era and not even close. Again, he had more home runs in one season than the rest of the teams combined. And that doesn't have to discount anything Otani has done. Nope. But there will never be a player ever like Babe Ruth again. He is the greatest team sport athlete to ever play, and that includes Wayne Gretzky. And put him on today's regimen to keep, get him in shape in the offseason, and then it'd be something to behold. Well, uh, Cecil Fielder hit a lot of home runs, and he was overweight. So did Prince Fielder. The Cabrera's. Okay. L- 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 you can be overweight and still be pretty effective, right? Yeah. Babe Ruth is one of a kind. And they named a candy bar after him. With that, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Great special on wine right now. Bubbles and box wine on sale, 15% off. Argonaut delivers all over the Denver metro area. Any delivery, over 100 bucks. It is free. See why Westward calls Argonaut Wine and Liquor, the best liquor store in Denver, five years running. Stop by Colfax today or go to ArgonautLiquor.com. Always great specials, hands down. Best liquor store, not just in Denver, but in Colorado. I bought a lot of stuff there. Love going there. People are easy to work with. They have a great selection, great prices. Argonaut Wine and Liquor again off of Colfax or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, great job today. Sorry about your Cardinals yesterday. It happens, man. He's giving it another shot tonight at the old. It happens, yard. man. All right. Danny, great job today. Same with you, Terry. Make it the best possible night you can. And you may-